0: anyways it goes without saying what day it is today there are telltale signs everywhere from the carved pumpkins on doorsteps to the kids running around dressed as everything from barbie to captain america and i would hazard a guess if you've been listening to manx radio today we've probably mentioned it a fair few times that's right it's halloween wait <laughs> oops uh take two that's right it's hot tune I'm Siobhan Fletcher, and tonight we're going to take a deep dive into the traditions and festivities that make up this quintessentially Manx holiday. And look, I'm new here, so go easy on me, will you? Let's get into it.
1: Well, Christy, autumn, I think it's fair to say, is very much in the air, and we know what that means. It's almost Hobtunay. And, of course, we understand the customs associated with Hop Chine very well, but not everyone does. No, I mean, we've grown up with it, and we think it's brilliantly fun. It's incredibly quirky. It's really unique to the Isle of Man. And so there are certain people who have recently moved to the island that work with us at Manx Radio and maybe don't quite know enough about it, so we thought we'd introduce them to some of our uh, slightly more unusual customs. Enter Siobhan Fletcher. Do you know what you've let yourself in
0: for here? Yeah, we're talking about Halloween, aren't we? <gasps> Don't say that word. <laughs> Abuse thinking. Just, you
1: know, that's that's what we're on about, isn't it? Right. She needs you know, a lesson. We to push our buttons. I yeah. think we need to sort this out. Uh, so we've come to St John's and we've come to visit the man who knows all about our customs, our folklore, Mr James Franklin at Culture vanin. I love the fact that we have literally just brought her here. We're going to send her in and she has no idea what's going on. No, she doesn't. I bet you any money he's carved a moot in readiness. We'll see, though. <laughs> right, go on, then. We're here. Knock on the door. In you go. I Tastyach, come in, come in. I,
2: James. Welcome,
1: James, we're wondering if you can help us. Um... We're
2: talking Hop June She just said the other H word outside. Oh, I felt I felt like someone walked over my grave. I gave a shiver. <laughs> that was probably why.
1: Uh, so this is Siobhan, uh, fairly new still to the Isle of Man. Uh, James, just tell Siobhan who you are.
2: I am James Franklin and I work here at Culture Bannon doing fun stuff about celebrating, supporting, promoting Manx culture.
1: Wonderful. Do you think you can give her the whistle-stop tour of Hop June
2: Well, we can give it a go.
0: Okay, so James, can you just tell me then, give me a crash course in Chine?
2: Well, chine, of course, is the Manx celebration at the end of October. Um, It's known as something else in other countries, but chine here.
0: So as a complete newcomer to the Altman, I know some stuff. For example, I know that you have turnips here instead of pumpkins.
2: Yeah, I guess there are a few key things which will be obvious to outsiders with chine, and one of them is certainly turnips. You're carving turnips. And the great thing about carving turnips is that they smell beautiful and they look beautiful and it's great fun because what's the point of carving a pumpkin? It's done far too quickly. If you're going to get joy, you want to work at it and that's definitely what turnips are all about.
0: So if I was going to celebrate hopcinae properly, what other traditions should I be like giving a go?
2: Well, there's one theory that the word hopcinae relates to Hogmanay. Which, of course, anyone from Scotland will know as the celebration of New Year's. And the theory is that in Celtic times, as they say, that this was an important change point in the year, going from <clears throat> going from the summer half into the winter half. And at this kind of bridge point in what they call the uh, Celtic New Year, then this is a point when the worlds between this side and the other side are at their most thin. And so you are most open to strange things happening. And so a key part of Hock traditionally is to protect yourself against evil or against harm. And that would include things like fire, bonfires. And of course, uh, today the fire is contained inside your turnip lantern. So that in itself is keeping you safe against evil spirits or people doing harm on you. But then another part is that at this particular point in the year, you have a chance to see into the future by doing certain unusual things and you can predict what will happen in the future.
0: To predict the future, is there a specific thing that I should be doing?
2: Well, there's a nice range and so you can take your pick and most of them are very weird and a bit disgusting. So um, one you could do is um, make the Sothic value, this dumb cake as it translates. And you need to make it in silence, and you make this cake without saying a single word. And it includes lots of nice things, but also includes soot and um, eggshells and an awful lot of salt. And then you cook it in silence and eat it in silence, and then you walk backwards up to bed. And in the night time, you'll dream of your future partner. Um, Another version of this is um, a salt herring. You need to um, steal around to your neighbour... And then steal a salt herring from their um, from their house. Of course, all of our neighbours these days still have salt herrings, so you can do that. And then you need to eat it um, without. Uh, you need to eat it completely, complete with the skin and the bones. And then again, you go up to bed and you will dream of your future partner. In the dream, probably they'll be giving you a glass of water because, of course, you'd be so parched from all that salt. Another version is, or another one, is that you can go out to the barn with a ball of wool and you hold onto one end and you throw this ball of wool out into the dark. And as you're pulling it in, um, you hope that it will be caught at some point and then you can call out who's holding the rope. And of course, it will be your future partner who calls back and says their name.
0: Um that doesn't sound that appealing this this whole cake <laughs> situation, so w- where does that come from? is Is there an origin to why you put these sort of gross things
2: in the cake? <laughs> <laughs> I think practically it will make you have unusual dreams, having these unusual things in you. but um I think it's it links to this idea of where. Hopcine sits in the traditional Celtic calendar, that it is this bridge point between summer and winter, when the border between this world and the next are at their thinnest.
0: So, on my way here, I was um, chatting with some colleagues from Manx Radio who are giving me this crash course in Hopcine. And I said the other H word, which I'm just going to say, is Halloween. So, why do we hate that so much here?
2: I don't know. I think it's because uh, for us, it's Hopcine. And so, it's a word which isn't said. I think in our household it's a word which me and the kids cringe at a little bit and if my American wife ever uses the wrong word all the kids will uh, shout at her to say it properly. I think we should probably start making up a a bit of uh, superstition about the word. Maybe we should in the Isle of Man start saying that saying the other H word will bring you bad luck and you should, uh, I don't know, say boo or something in response maybe in future years we'll start that superstition then we'll sort it out
0: how long have we been saying hop here is there like a root to that word in particular
2: that's a very interesting one hop has always been a phrase because it's in the song but that it is the word for the day or the night is actually quite modern it's only about a hundred or so years old it comes from the song in the refrain, Hoptune as trala lay," which is in the Manx version, and there are questions about what it means, but pretty much it seems like this is just a sound. "Hop as trala lay," just a sound. But over time, in the transition from Manx being the language, spoken language of the Isle of Man, when it was always known as E hauna and still is known as E hauna when the Isle of Man became an English-speaking country in the main then that word was kind of lost and so there wasn't really a word for hopchine, and so people began to describe it saying this is the night for singing hopchine, or this is hopchine night and it's only very recently that we've lost the night and it's now just hopchine itself. <laughs>
0: so now that I've been to have a chat with James, I'm gonna bring in a fellow come-over to chat all things spooky season. Spooky. Lewis Foster, how are you doing?
3: I'm okay, how are you doing?
0: I'm okay, thank you. Yeah, are you excited for, well, what we would call Halloween?
3: I am excited. I love this time of year.
0: Did you just hear Beth Espy and Christy Dehaven cry did. somewhere when I said that? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: That Beth is shriveling somewhere.
0: <laughs> she is, she's not happy. But yes, it's your favourite time of year, is it?
3: It's one of, yeah. I do enjoy this time. I just, I love anything themed i think
0: (laughs) like a theme
3: i love a theme
0: um i agree you know i think like autumn's my favorite time i like that time of year where i get to switch my caps for my beanies and layer up it's my Mm -hmm. favorite thing my birthday's in september i always feel like from then onwards i'm like oh yeah it's coming here we go
3: me too get the boots out get uh get a nice big jacket on
0: yeah layers But,
3: but then all those nice brown leaves turn to
0: mush. Yeah, and then it and it's not so nice. It gets too cold, but we're not quite there yet. We're just in that sort of spooky season. Um, I I guess, first of all, then, we wouldn't call it Hop tune. I would always know it as Halloween. What I want to know from you, really, actually, is what was your Halloween like growing up?
3: Halloween growing up was always going to a friend's house. I don't seem to recall we ever had our, our own party on there on Halloween, but um, probably, I imagine, a typical English halloween party which you probably went to as well i don't know if they're the same in the north of england from east to west mm. whether they were any different at all because uh yeah i i seem to remember apple bobbin mm-hmm. um jelly with like worms inside not real worms not real worms. um and uh you know getting a new a new costume each year for Mazda.
0: Well, yeah yeah pretty much yeah. pretty standard although i do i feel like my Most vivid memory of costumes growing up is just being a quote-unquote witch for Halloween, which basically meant my mum putting me in a black bin bag, putting a witch's hat and giving me a broom and being like, off you go. And it's, you know, a bit of low-budget affair, but it it works, doesn't it? I feel like you don't need much, just that's Mm. spooky enough. But I agree, yeah, bobbing apples, playing those sorts of games. We had one where the apple was, like, tied to a string as well.
3: Never played that one.
0: Yeah, so you... It's the same as bobbing apple, but a bit harder because it's not even on water. It's kind of just floating in it's the floating air. floating
3: on a string. You have to take a bite out of it. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, there was always... I, I always remember a CD player playing Monster Mash on repeat. <laughs> on repeat. That was That was a standard as well. Ghostbusters. da 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 All
0: that. Yeah. Um... So anyway, so that was Halloween for us growing up. So here, when you moved over, what was your reaction when you sort of... There's lots of traditions here. It's very mm. instilled in mythology, folklore. I think that my first exposure to it was meeting my partner and around Halloween time, her saying... Like, started singing a Halloween song and me being like, sorry, like, yeah. what are you on about? And her being like, Halloween songs. And mm. she sang me Ginny the Witch and right, she sang, yeah. you know, and... Um, I just remember it was almost like complete disbelief from me. I was like, "Sorry, what? What are you on about?" So when you moved over, was that your reaction to some of these traditions?
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think I moved over in sort of late September, so I was I wasn't here very long. But you do see, and I think the f- my first kind of realization was that argument taking place. Somebody saying Halloween, and others going, "Ah, you mean you mean Hot mm.
0: And
3: going down to Tesco and hearing people go, "Why don't the stock turnips?" You know, and all that kind of thing. Um, fair point
0: so well actually speaking of turnips let's talk about that so i was chatting to james as everyone will have heard a little bit earlier on about the the tradition of turnips or moots here on the island he showed me what we thought was maybe the first turnip carved this year mm-hmm. when i chatted to him you went down to Craigneish this week and well you had a, had a go yourself i did so do you want to tell me a little bit about I've not, I've yet to carve a turnip, so what was the experience yeah. like for you? Uh,
3: hard work. I carved one last year, which actually was more difficult. This was a bigger moot and slightly softer. I don't right. know what the trick is, whether you've got to leave it for a bit until it gets a bit soft. But yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. Far more malleable than your humble pumpkin.
0: Well, why don't we pause our conversation here and have a little listen to what you got up to when you went down to Craigneesh then?
3: Let's go for it.
4: I'm Susie Walker, the Visitor Services Development Manager with Manx National Heritage. A moot is a turnip, what we would use at Hopchunay to go round our houses um, with a candle inside to um, scare off the ghosts and ghoulies.
3: How do you tend to design a moot?
4: Often the scariest the better, so lots of uh, pointy eyes and pointy mouths and then traditionally in Peel you would carve um, stars and cats and Ginny the witch, Very um, sort of scrape off the top of the the moot and the candle would shine through and make beautiful patterns around your
3: room. Where does the history of the moot come from and why, why turnips, why is that a thing on the Isle of Man?
4: I guess it's what you could get on the Isle of Man um, we wouldn't have had pumpkins and uh, so we've always done a moot and Scotland as well, sort of the Celtic countries always go for the really really hard vegetables just to make it an extra challenge I think really. I've
3: heard a drill going so far, is that part of the process?
4: <laughs> that is part of the process, it's not as traditional as uh, getting stuck in but yeah we use, we use drills to make it easier for you so um, to save yourself a little bit of pain it's definitely worth coming down here and getting the, getting the
3: core drill out for you. Shall we go and try carve one ourselves?
4: Brilliant, yeah, let's do that.
3: Desi Robinson. What's this uh, guillotine type thing you're using? Now?
2: Well, uh, we had a friend who who's seen us and, and, and we were cutting it with a knife and he said, oh, I've got a perfect invention for you. So he, he made this guillotine for us. It's to take the top off the turnip, mm-hmm. sorry the moot, get the the right uh, Manx word for it, the moot. So we take his head off, like so. We like to get a little flat piece on the on the bottom of the of the moot because when you sit them down, you won't roll over.
3: This is the fun bit with the drill, yeah. and this gotcha. is where I'm going to get yeah. just like that. No, no, still <laughs> gonna get still gonna get and everyone around me showered into in moot. And uh, you're putting some holes in the top now and uh, a few holes for a chimney and a string, is that right? Yep.
5: String holes and a chimney in. And then it's next door for the string and candles thank you very much this This is mine
3: i am going to carve it yeah so what do we do before we carve it i
5: suggest you carve it Mm -hmm. before we put the string on okay but if you want to do the string you can do that first well
3: how about we describe what we do with the string and the candle first
5: so the candle obviously goes inside in the hole that's just been carved out then the top goes on and the string goes through, there's no hole there. Oh yes, there is. <laughs> the string goes through one side.
3: So we've got two holes either side of the, yeah. of the moot and uh, a couple of holes in the, in the cap as it were yeah. so as the well. the
5: string goes through there with a big knot on the inside to keep it there. Hope that'll do the job.
3: And this looks like some uh, proper string we've got here. What well, absolutely.
5: I have well, I have no idea, but it looks like the kind of stuff you'd be wrapping round your bales of straw and your bales of hay. Proper 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 stuff, none of your plastic rubbish.
3: For the traditional look as well.
5: Absolutely. Right, so that again goes through the lid. Okay. Go through the other side of the lid.
3: And so we've got like a, a string loop at the top, um, I suppose that's to be able to, to carry it, it yeah. quite important?
5: It is indeed, you don't want to burn any fingers.
3: <laughs> and how would you suggest I carve it? In what design?
5: Well, there are designs on the table that you can look at. A lot of people put faces on them because that's quite a, bit, a traditional thing. But um, particularly in the Peel area of the Isle of Man, there were some amazing decorations of Ginny the witch going over the houses and things like that. and things and moons and stars carved into the turnip but not right through so the light from the candle shines through them but it isn't an actual hole through the through the turnip
3: so that was harder work than i thought <laughs> What do you think of the carving?
4: I think that's a sack. that's absolutely fantastic, well done you, you've been here for hours.
3: I was going to ask how long has it been, uh, I lost track of time, uh, probably around 45 minutes ago and my hands are sore, is that typical? Oh, wait, that's very
4: typical, how was it doing it with a, spoon, a blunt spoon and a blunt knife?
3: Not easy but actually the top layer around the purple side was uh, a bit softer than I expected so you can do it with the butter knife. but. Have there ever been any injuries?
4: Um, We do have a bag of plasters standing by, but... Just in case? Just in case.
3: Excellent. And we have got a competition going at uh, Manx Radio. Just purely for my benefit, do you think I should win?
4: Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, it depends who's judging it. Um, But I think you're in for a good shot there with (laughs) a nice bit of branding on the back.
3: Brownie points.
4: Get the logo on there.
3: What have you been carving today?
4: A cat.
3: A cat. How's it going? Okay. Not easy using the button knife, is it? No. Hard work. Are your hands aching now? Yeah. Yeah, mine are too. What do you what do you reckon of mine?
5: It's very good. I like the stars on it.
3: Yeah, the stars are good. Are you going to put some stars on yours? Do you reckon?
5: Probably.
3: Excellent. And uh, you've been carving an elephant.
5: Yes, I have. Yeah, I, I like his little legs. He's yeah. already, Yeah.
3: You've used the the shape of the moot itself yeah, to uh, yeah. to form the trunk and the legs. Uh-huh, yeah. um, f- thinking outside the box. Why not? Are you happy with how it's gone?
5: Um, kind of. <laughs> yours is amazing. That's really good. Yeah. Thank you very that was much. Amazing. <laughs>
0: So, have you ever heard of a dumb cake?
3: A dumb cake, uh, no. Okay, I've been
0: so it. You've been called it by Beth Espy? Probably. Yeah, probably. Well, so one of the things James told me about when I was having a chat with him is this idea of a dumb cake, and apparently, it's sort of if you're if you're single and you want to find out who the love of your life is going to be or your soulmate, you make this cake, but you have to make it in complete silence. You have to bake it in complete silence and then you eat it in complete silence that sounds fun it does doesn't it i mean we've both sort of got respective partners but maybe we should just give it a go anyway yeah
3: what what happens if you are not single and make one of these things and it shows you the love of your life is not the person you're with. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, you hope it shows you well, your you'd, partner. Well, you'd
3: hope, wouldn't you?
0: Um, maybe we should get someone else involved. I'm not sure, but, but let's let's give it a go. And once we've eaten it, you mm-hmm. have to then walk up the stairs backwards, I believe, to bed. It's it's all in silence and then you go to sleep and it's in your dreams you get it gets revealed yeah, to you.
3: That could be risky.
0: I'm a bit worried about the backwards up the stairs yeah. element, but I do have a banister, so we should be okay. Hmm. Right, should we go and give this a go then? Let's give it a go. Okay. Let's try that out. Come on then. Good radio. Thoughts, thoughts on, yeah, great great radio, yeah. that Maybe that's what we should put in breakfast for the preview for this episode.
3: Just two and a half minutes of silence. Silence,
0: baking yeah. sounds. Um, what did you make of the cake? I mean, the ingredients are interesting, to say the yep. least. We have, you know, eggshells, charcoal. It, 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 interesting experience.
3: Yeah, that was probably the hardest part. I mean, baking in silence, fine, quite therapeutic. Eating it in silence and not gipping. <laughs> little bit of a challenge. A little
0: bit of a challenge. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be rushing to make one of those again. Should we move on from that then? Mm -hmm. Why don't we, tell you what, let's hear a little bit more from James about some of the other traditions that people get up
3: to. Yeah, let's go for it.
5: Singing songs. Yeah, of course.
2: That's the other key and obvious thing about Hopcune, that you need to be singing these songs. And the songs vary all over the Isle of Man and good people who are answering the doors will normally uh, not give you anything unless you give them a song. And so you certainly need to be preparing a song because, of course, there's many different songs known all over the Isle of Man.
0: So can you give me some examples then? Because, th- honestly, <laughs> the go- knocking on doors and singing songs is so bizarre to me.
2: Um, well, I think what's so great about it is that it's completely normal come the 31st of october i imagine certainly i remember when i was a kid and my kids today are a bit nervous at those first few doors but after that it becomes you know of course you're singing this is what you do and this is a part, great thing about the day and the culture of hop in the isle of man that we're doing something weird and it's completely normal how great is that but there are songs all over the isle of man and there are regional uh, differences and so the sorts of songs you might hear in Peel would be different to those in Ramsey or Castletown or Douglas. And of course, there's also the Manx language song, which accompanies dancing. But um, the different songs are brilliant in that some are very short and quick. Gives you more doors to knock on and gives you more sweets or the like. But others are longer and weirder and tell you a more strange story. And so when I go around to my kids, we do our version of the Peel song, which goes on a bit long. And sometimes the people who answer the doors are a bit annoyed that the kids are singing and singing. And they're a little bit like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, you done yet? But um, yeah, the Ramsey song is very interesting because there Ginny the Witch um, doesn't do normal witch things. She just eats things. And it's a long list of the very weird things which Ginny the Witch might eat until it ends up until she ends up potentially eating you, so you need to watch out up in Ramsey.
0: So the Ginny the Witch song, where's that where's that come from, and um, why, why are there so many regional differences then?
2: Well, this is um, a song which is perhaps a bit unusual today. I think we imagine songs always having been written by a person at a time, and then there's just variations from one original. But I think really the Hopcine song is something which never has had one version. It's kind of this these bones on which you're supposed to vary or improvise different versions of the song. And so there never has been one version of the song. From its beginnings, it's always been variations and differences. And that's why today there are so many different songs, even different tunes, but certainly with different words and different things. But they all vaguely um circle around different characters and different happenings and the key one of course is ginny the witch
0: Right, we heard a bit from James there about Ginny the Witch and that's how, it's kind of a quite a modern tradition, Ginny. It doesn't go back all the way. Yeah. They're not quite sure where she comes from. But that's definitely something that you hear on your doorsteps. I'm sure people will hear it, you know, this evening as people are knocking and asking for sweets. Have you actually experienced anyone knock on your door and sing a song yet?
3: Uh, last year was our first year in our own house um, where we actually had people come round, And yeah, we did, a couple of them sang, a couple of the kids, no... Just said trick or treat, and I said go away.
0: <laughs> you sing
3: the Come song. back and sing. No, yeah. I didn't. Uh, that w- that would have been mean, but yeah, I I love the fact that there is a different song for different parts of the island. Just incredible to me that that has happened naturally.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's like i feel like you talk about cultures of music and the way that songs develop across places like the us and this massive landmass, and Mm -hmm. very different styles of music from different parts but this island being as small as it is and yet you have different versions of a song um it's very interesting i've actually yet to have a child knock on my door and sing yet they have all done maybe tonight maybe tonight maybe i'll be in luck What do you think then? Do you think that you now have an understanding of Hop Do you think you understand a little bit more the traditions here?
3: Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I, I definitely I think prefer it to the H word across. Oh, he's been converted. Mark me a convert. I think it's I think it's rooted far more in actual tradition. It's yeah, just a bit nicer.
0: Yeah, a bit less Americanized and yep. kind of. Not as I, I guess. There's those commercial elements. I mean, everyone loves the costumes and the sweets mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, that level of tradition here on the island, I think that shines through when you move over. Anyway,
3: yeah, you can't buy a song.
0: You can't buy a song. That's unless true. it's
3: on iTunes. But you could, <laughs> you could sing your own version of a song. No one's gonna, no one's gonna charge you for that. You know what I mean?
0: I, I'm with you, and that's a level of creativity that yeah, I love about the Isle of Man, and um. I agree with you, I think. Here's to many more Hop Tuneys or the uh, Celtic New Year's to come. And uh, tell you what, should we go and carve another moot then?
3: Yeah, let's go carve several.
0: Thanks for joining me and Lewis on this crash course into Hop A. That's unfortunately all we have time for tonight, but if you head to manxradio.com or your favourite podcast provider, you'll find everything that was left on the cutting room floor. Now go on, get out there, get trick or treating, but make sure you have your songs ready.